Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome sinners, one and all, to the Priesthood Dispatchers podcast. That was kind of weird, but okay. This episode, episode number five of the After Dinner Chat series with Barry Robinson Buell was recorded on October 15th, 2021. Before you listen, please hit the like button and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you so feel inclined, use the link in the description below to leave a tip. All monies go back into the programming to make better content for you. Um, But without any further ado, let's hear from Barry. Priest of Dispatches, After Dinner Chat, Episode 5, with Barry Robinson Buell, also known as Mormon Mad, um, live from the UK. Um, Barry contributed to the blog with his story, Jesus in the Fridge, that we will hear about later. Um, That one also won a Sunstone UK competition, um, and he got a nice box of chocolates for his troubles. Um, Now, in a a break to our usual um, programming, uh, this day is quite a momentous day, the 15th of October 2021. And on this day, uh, breaking news in the last well, maybe three or four hours, um, a letter dated the 15th of October 2021 um, to all stake and district presidents in the United Kingdom and Ireland, uh, specifying that there will be a special state conference broadcast on Sunday the 31st of October at 10 a.m., and that conference broadcast will feature none other than President M. Russell Ballard, acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. And he will be accompanied by Elder Jeffrey R. Holland, Elder Quentin L. Cook, their wives, um, and um, Elder Massimo Di Fio of the European Area Presidency. Um, from speaking to people still in the TBM world um, in leadership positions, they will be in the flesh somewhere in the UK. Um, And that meeting will be then broadcast across the UK to all the stake centres for everyone to to be at. So um, I don't know how many years it's been since three apostles came all together um, to the UK. Um, They've come one at a time, but for three of them to come, to pay the airfare, we know they're pretty stingy when it comes to, um, you know, helping people with the money that they've got. <laughs> so uh, we can only label this as the UK rescue. I think people, so. Yeah, definitely. That. I mean, I, personally, I couldn't give a flying shit. They're just white old men, but um, old white men, sorry. Um, but they, uh, the, the, no doubt the, the kind of, TBM world's going a bit bit mad. They're getting all excited and preparing spiritually um, for these three geezers. You know what, though? I, I spoke to my brother-in-law, who's a stake president in the UK, and um, by video link from here at Colob, and uh, he he didn't even know yet. Um, he knew that they, they were going to be coming, um, but I just told him, you know, snail mail on Colob gets, uh, gets the letters from God 
quicker than it does there on earth. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's quite a momentous thing. I've, from our point of view, being post Mormon, I think it's it's more of an exciting thing as to like, oh, the Holland's just going to get up and be like, don't you dare leave, isn't he? And um, well, there's, there's got to be those messages out there. I mean, I, I mean, if I was them, I'd do the same. I mean, you can't blame them for because. Let's face it, the UK is going through a really tough time uh, with with people leaving in droves. Um, you know, state attendance being really low, especially after COVID. You've got a, a, a the church has got a massive problem all over the world, but it feels I don't know if it's it's just anecdotal or if it whatever, um, just because we're here, but it, it feels really quite bad here. Um and um I definitely, they have to do something. And so they're bringing the good big guns over to to try and solve it. And it will be, it'll be, I'll be amazed if it's, it'll be that kind of um, love wrapped up in guilt kind of approach that that they have. I think they'll they'll give us the whole, um, they'll give us like, What is it? Oh, uh, the the UK. The UK saints built the church, and they'll they'll do the whole like you you came out and saved the church yeah. from a great apostasy and different things with the missionary work and everything. And and now it's your time to rally again. And never yeah, never mind that the the um, early missionaries lied their asses off about there being no polygamy and tricked them all to go over oh, there. Yeah. But yeah. you know the the British saints saved the saved the church on. Based on lies. And and married all the young girls before they could get to Utah. <laughs> to be honest, I'd have probably done that as well. You know, so that's two things that I'd have done. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's almost like they, they pushed them on the boat and they put their stamp on them for later. <laughs> they were like, Go see go see my wife when you get there and uh, she'll give you a side room and you just wait for me, you um but yeah, it's a twenty first century saints um saying they agree. And I must uh, credit 21st century saints who were the first to break the news, um, if that's anything. Um, but definitely 21st century saints get the uh, the credit for breaking that news. So Well done, guys. Well done. Yeah, pat on the back. Um, cool. Anyway. Who's, who's Doug Vincent? I don't understand these comments. Wow, you must be in rough shape to muster that kind of response. I'm just in rough shape if he's referring to me. Um, but I don't know what response he's referring to. Doug is the nicest guy out in the States. Um, and, yeah, I think we're all just a bit rough, Doug. It is 8pm on a Friday night. I know that I am at least two drinks already into my evening. Um, not too sure about Barry or Mormon Mad, but... I think we'll we'll loosen up, you know. Give us time, Doug. Give us time. Um, <laughs> cool. So let's let's get to you now, Barry. Um, let's forget about them old white men because I'm sure we'll make talk any about real difference. <laughs> They're coming up again. Don't worry. There, there's some good ones coming up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so you are from the Le- Leeds area of the yeah. UK. Leeds, um, born and bred Yorkshire boy. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and the, I'll kick you off um, with how you became a member of the church. 
you're you're like the unicorn you were a convert as a teenager and you were the first in your family um to hear the gospel and be converted i wasn't the first to hear it but i was the first to be baptized okay um, yeah so i was i think i was actually 13 going on 14 because I, I remember receiving the becoming a teacher shortly after being baptized um and yeah i i remember my mum getting getting taught by the missionaries and i and i said to her mum you know you can you can you can do this if that's that's really what you want to do you know each to their own you 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 uh, get taught but i don't want anything to do with it and then there was a knock at the door and he opened it and there was two amazingly good looking sister missionaries outside i'm like yeah yeah come in come in yeah are you gonna listen I'm like, yeah I'll listen yeah yeah <laughs> and um and so they got me and then all of a sudden somebody who didn't believe in god had never said said a prayer in his life um was suddenly um praying and um thinking it was joseph smith wow um yeah it was a, a wicked transformation you know what there's some some good parallels there with the story of joseph smith and i think for for much of your life at least for the the years following you kind of followed a, a similar pattern in in following the gospel um not so much writing a crock of shit book um, i wrote a few of them oh, <laughs> never published them or claimed that they were from the divine but uh, yeah <laughs> um but you you continued as a faithful tbm uh went on yeah. a mission to montreal in canada was that particularly um enjoyable or yeah I, I mean i i went i went on my mission when i was 20 so in 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 98 um and oh, um, you? I, I just masturbated too much <laughs> <laughs> it took you the extra year to stop yeah 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 um, but I was properly two years I was properly clean. Um, but um, no, I went, I went when I was twenty. I'm sure there was other reasons that delayed it. Um, and um, I uh, I loved it. Yeah, Montreal. I had to learn to speak French, though I was properly shit at learning to speak French. My first area was 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 supposed to be French, and we only taught English people. My second and third and areas were all English. So for a year I, I didn't i wasn't speaking i wasn't speaking any french and then they shoved me in a french area in wow. the middle of montreal with no one and um i was expected to have the gift of tongues i think and i tried to convince myself that i had a few times but when i when i when i really when i'm really honest with myself uh, i was still still shit <laughs> with the gift of tongues <laughs> um, you, can you speak any of it now un petit peu Oui. Okay. So um, you, so, you, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, at least you come out with something. But no, <laughs> not even that. Um, cool. So you, you came back from Canada, quickly got married within the next six months. Proposed, proposed within two months. I mean, we, wow. we were, we were kind of, we, we were really close friends before. So it wasn't like I hadn't known her. Um, yeah, within two months, proposed, six months, married, nine months, first kid. <laughs> wow. Nine months from coming back off your mission? 
Let's just say my firstborn could have been called Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, cool. But then that didn't stop you being called as a branch president? Well, it was a bit later on, yeah. Um, but I, I think I've done every every calling under the sun at ward level. Um, but yeah, I was branch president. And do you know what? I loved it. And and, and this can't be under understated. I loved being a member of the church. I loved being a priest order. I loved having callings where I was probably the center of attention or and and where I was helping people and trying to to make a difference. I, I mean the the church was built for me. It, it, you know, it I I couldn't question anything about it. There was always a reason um to um to ignore the the doubts. Yeah. Because Everything else was so good. It was, yeah. you know, the whole. Oh, but you know, the people aren't perfect, but the churches. That that was, oh, that was my goodness. attitude, and I, I hate myself for that. <laughs> um, but um, it really was. I loved everything about uh, everything about the ch- church. Um, adored it, um, and now I, I was um, I was so far in. Um, it was it was unbelievable. But I think I I mean I wasn't so far in that I was a weirdo. You know, I didn't, I didn't not eat meat in the summer. Um, I, I still, I still drank coke, but I never blessed, I never blessed a cat with consecrated oil. You, you know, so I wasn't a freak, Mormon freak. I, I think I, I struck a nice, a nice balance with being a weirdo and in in, in the world. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, because the, there are some kind of proper batshit crazy Mormons out there. Um, that I'm really pleased that I wasn't part of. And I always took it as a compliment when people didn't know I was a Mormon. Um, you know, yeah. when, when didn't we were at college, I never knew that. I'm like, oh, thank God for that. Yeah. Someone said to me once about, I said I um, I grew up in a cult. And they said to me, oh, wow, which which one? And I said, oh, Mormonism. And they said, oh, muff, that's not a cult, you know. Like non-members, they were like Mormons are nice. Yeah, Mormons are really nice, and and I was hopefully a really nice Mormon. And like you say, there was the thing about Mormonism. There's there was always kind of an answer at some point, um, until maybe the last ten years when it all just comes down to just listen to the prophet, just listen to the prophet. You see, the the, the thing that the thing that really struck me as a fourteen year old kid somebody came and told me this plan of salvation and they told me that this thing was true and that all the other churches um they had something but they didn't have the whole truth yeah and that that got me like that i was like yeah that's got to be it and so i've grown up i've been in the the church i'm 43 now 20 30 years um and i've grown up with that teaching that this is the only true church that this is the right way, that revelation is received through the living prophets. Yeah. And, and now to hear um, this kind of, you, you know, neo-apologetic, so the, the, the guys like the Givens that can mm. go, oh, you, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really have to be, does, you can live in this grey area, you know, the, the church doesn't have to be so black and white, or, or, or even be... be um, be accused of being such a black and white thinker because I, how dare I just think that this is the only true church. Yeah. Um, 
it's just a load of bollocks. And and it really infuriates me that um, my uh, intelligence um, is is kind of questioned um, that I I couldn't think that this was the only true church or that um, this black and white thinking didn't exist. That yeah. we're allowed to live in this grey area. No, you're not allowed. You can't go for a temple recommend and answer those questions fully, and still live in and have your faith in the grey. I don't think you can. Yeah. Um, I just don't. I, I, and if you do, you kind of you you kind of have to um, play mental gymnastics. You, you know, you can't just be straight. You can't just be straight like. It was a dead simple as a 14-year-old boy. It's either true or it isn't. So when I was a 40-year-old man and I'm questioning it and I'm trying to investigate whether um, these truth claims are, uh, are right or not, and I'm looking at the CES letter and I'm going into all these other apologetics and, and farms and all kinds of things, my my question's still the same. Is it true or not? It's that. Yeah. It has to be black and white. Um and it, when when you do that, you're gonna land. You can only land in one place. It's a pile of shit. Yeah, and I mean, all power to people who can um, live in that grey area, because I, I do think that for some people, maybe leaving is just it's too the wrong much. thing. I, I absolutely. So I think about my my mum. Okay, and. If she left the church, it would be it, it would her life wouldn't be a better it wouldn't be better for her. Um, and there's lots of people that I know that are really good people. Um, I mean, most Mormons are really good people, um, and they're happy and it works for them. Good on them. That's not a problem. They're they're not the type of person to be pushing it onto other people. Uh, my my issue isn't with the members who can live in the grey. It's my issues with apologetics, uh, apologetics that say you should, um, yeah. and it's with the the church leadership who's who's trying to hide the um, uh, the blatant lies um, and still proselyting them um, yeah. when uh, it's quite clear that that if even if you even if you took the 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 grey world um, of Mormonism, they can't present that in a correlated way. So they're still they're still an having they're still having to um, feed people bullshit because the grey that everybody's kind of trying to believe in doesn't exist. It's made up uh, yeah. as, just as much as the um, uh, the lies are. So it's really difficult. The church is in a really, really difficult position with it. Yeah, and I think the um, the thing that annoys me is all of this grey comes from the apologists. Yeah. And the church won't correct them because it helps them maintain a membership or a portion of their membership that would have left already. But I think when it gets um, too fuzzy for them, you get things like Elder Holland at BYU the other week going for you know the course correction on lgbtq um etc so i I think as as soon as something happens where the church has to kind they've got skin in the game um then 
if there's no gray to yeah. them it's still black and white 100 yeah and and that's it and, and it's you if you follow the leaders i'm sorry you you live in a you you have to your faith has to be black and white if you follow the terrible givens of the world be as gray as you like that's that's absolutely fine but know that you are diluting the message of the leaders of the church yeah and if you're yeah. fine with that good on you because i couldn't care less but that's what's happening yeah and i think uh sheila says there if a church member lives in a gray area of belief they have to put um integrity in their back pocket and i think that is so true sheila um yeah. the the thing that i found recently in uh Kwaku, um the the tips guy yeah um did it just the other day with columbus um because obviously everyone's upset with christopher columbus because he was a evil slave trader but the book of mormon specifically references this man and when i was a missionary i literally hold the book of mormon up in front of people and say look christopher columbus is in the book of mormon you know even though it's written after the fact um and but kwaku was saying oh look there's the christopher columbus wasn't the man i don't believe that christopher christopher columbus is the man that they're speaking about in the book of mormon and he was saying look at these uh contemporary accounts from people at the time about how evil christopher columbus was um and and basically deriding him and saying that he didn't have to follow all of the words of the prophets, only the ones that were kind of uh, communicated to him through the spirit. Um, And I just said to him, isn't that the same as Joseph Smith when we say, you've got the church stuff, but look at all these contemporary accounts of how he was a con man and a philanderer. Um, And yeah, he he went quiet, but um, yeah, I, I think, at least at least we've we've let go you know but, well you say <laughs> well we're, we're still saying aren't we <laughs> we've, we've let go i try i try and let go but then they keep clawing me back <laughs> they it's do something when, that infuriates me and that... yeah when people say things like um i know we're going to get onto the name of the church but my brother-in-law who you you know him um but he corrected me the other day and and oh and my niece who was like six corrected my wife she said uh we are not mormons we are members of the church and she's a six anybody says that to me i'd want honestly i'd want to punch him i just said to him does it not bother you all the money that was spent on the eight year i'm a mormon campaign yeah so that, I mean, that absolutely, mate, absolutely just infuriates me, that stuff. It's that shit that just makes it a cult to me. You, yeah. You go, just the fact that you're parroting that crap says you're in a cult. Well, the one amazing thing about the I'm a Mormon kind of collapse with the name of the church was that it gave birth to uh, to something unreal mormon mad um and this is this is barry's um instagram account mormon mad and you are uh, a very good artist um as we'll see I later on that one, but... 
Well, this is your first one now. Um, but what I think is interesting is what you said underneath. Um, and I'll, I'll read it quickly. Being a good Mormon boy was all I ever wanted to be. And I loved it. But then I find out it's all a crock of shit and that I've been lied to and deceived for nearly 30 years. And that makes me mad. What makes me really mad is that it took me this long to realize how wrong it all is. Um, and so I guess we'll we'll go over to you for this ending of a testimony and mad. What was it that pushed you over the edge? Um, it, there was a few, not just one thing. You know, we all talked. I, I probably had, I had elf that were happily collecting dust from the, um, um, it's that, um, you, you know, the priest and um, the book of Abraham and stuff. There was, there was a few things on there. What really started my question the most did the name change. One, I've never particularly endeared myself to really boring and, and, and stuff. But other, so when it was called, I wasn't particularly excited um, by it. But um, they had spoken about and it just, I was like, what time in my life that I'd allowed size the leader, the prophet um, and, and um, time. And um, yeah, I was just shocked. But yeah. all, all was. While all this is doing his A-level, a load of questions that I can't answer. You know, he's talking about Adam God theory, and I'm like, oh, mate, it's a load of rubbish. It's just all anti-Mormon lies. You, you know, wow. your teachers don't, don't know what they're talking about. You need to school them. I'm like, I don't know that. I've never heard of that. Let me do some research. And um, digging, like, oh, shit, maybe it isn't. Um, at the same time that I discovered, obviously, that's a great thing that it got broke my shelf completely. And then this just um, nail in the coffin brilliant resourcing really um with it and i, I quickly I, having weighed it all up you know read thing realization that and once i'd once i'd accept you know we all talk about peace that once i'd once i'd entertained in my mind that the church might not be true and then gone oh yeah that's the possible. That's a real possibility. A weight came off my shoulders, and I was able to research even more and go, "Oh shit! It's impossible for it to be true. It's absolutely impossible." Um, and um, yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, I was. I was able to accept it and um, and move on. Albeit, I was pissed, and I was pissed because. I'd spent a lot of time. I'd pissed because I'd brought my children up in a way that was um, wasn't always um, the best for them. Uh, the oldest one with dating and things like that. Um, I spent a lot of money on tithing that I didn't have. You, you know, I, I was just pissed for being lied to. Wrong. That the, there was a balance of the church got me out of poverty. The church helped me be a leader. It gave me an education. But he did all that at the same time as stringing me along, and, yeah. Um, and, and and so yeah, I was I was pissed, and so I thought I want to do something, I want to express it in some way. And the only way I I can't I can't be I can't be mad without make without making myself laugh. So that's where Mormon Mad came from. I just wanted I wanted to make myself laugh because if I didn't laugh. I'd probably break down and cry. 
Um, yeah. My world had been turned upside down. So I vented uh, in 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 a way that um, made me feel better and maybe entertain people along the way. But even if it didn't entertain other people, as long as it entertained me, that's all I gave a shit about at that time. Well, I, I think we're all better for it. Um, we're we're going to look at a few examples of your artists uh, <laughs> on Mormon Mad, which is just crazy. Um, if anyone wants to look at all of the uh, artistry, um, then take a look uh, at Mormon Mad's Instagram account. And if you just go down to the description, um, there's a hyperlink there that will take you straight to it. Um, so, yeah, awesome. But we'll we'll take a quick look at some of my favorites um, that I picked out. Um, so th these these drawings are your original works, is that? Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Um, this all, this all. When I think about, when I think about this, this all comes from the idea. And it happened on a minute in Quebec, Catholic. If you're not, you're Catholic. You're a, a Jehovah's Witness. Um, but there, and I think people have just done it throughout the annals of time. When when they're pissed off, they make sacred things. Um, 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 uh, um, uh, they make light of it. Yeah, they pollute them, and and so uh, the the all Quebec are based on the Catholic Church. That's a real. That's like saying fuck you. It's it's bad. Um, it, it's sacrament. It's it's just really bad. And and so 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 they they kind of pollute that was sacred, and I think that's what this this is for me. This Mormon mad people who I thought were sacred to me, things that I thought were were precious. And going, and that's a very, it's quite a personal thing because I held these guys up on a pedestal. They, they were people that um, I, I looked up to. Um, and so doing this actually meant, it, it was part of my process of going, you're just men, that's all you are. And if you're just men, I'm going to take the piss out of you. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where I've come to. Like, if if they sent me like a, a summons to some sort of disciplinary council, I'd want to go just to be able to say to them, "You are just old men." Yes. Yeah. That in a room, in a glorified community center, yeah. that you, that the community can't use, um, yeah. and I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, what yeah, you yeah. say? You you're not. Go I'm not going to go away crying. The you've scolded me or anything in fact i wouldn't even let them scold me i'd, I'd just say i'll stop you there um you know I, i'll give you as much as i give anyone on the street but as soon as you start being rude off you go mate yeah yeah but um have your kids seen these because there's there's some conversation in the uh comments at the minute um from mark and and Danelle and and some others about their children and um I think some mixed faith uh, marriages, etc., and that some people are happy as we are that we got our children away from it, but some people still have to, you know, um, allow their children to kind of go to church. Um, but I know your children, you, you and your family are out of church. But how, how have your kids, if they have seen it, reacted to Mormon Mad? They, my oldest, has seen it. Okay. Um, so and and he's the he's the one that kind of kickstarted us going out of the church, and he just laughs at them. 
my wife blushes at them. Um, uh, and the younger ones, the younger ones haven't haven't seen it. I mean, we've—it's not like we've severed ties with the church. My my daughter, she's fourteen. She still she still goes to mutual on a Tuesday. She doesn't believe in the church at all, but she she enjoys going and seeing her seeing her friends. So we've we, we've still got contacts with the church, and 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 um, I'm still you know talking with everybody. I still feel part of what what little community there is there now, but. Um, yeah. I've got no animosity to the church, even though it comes across um, with these with Mormon mads that that I do. I actually don't harbour any any pain or hatred. This is purely for fun now. It's yeah. it's almost a little alter ego that just uh, has a laugh. Yeah, and I think we get that a bit from our missions. I always felt <clears throat> that the badge, the elder PD um badge was like something to almost hide behind it gave me um an air of authority and different things and the church would say that oh we're, we're hiding behind these monikers or whatever but the thing is we are what they created yeah you know they we we yeah. we are good at manipulating people because they taught us the commitment pattern not that we want to be yeah no but that, that whole that whole thing of you, you know you've left the church why don't you leave it alone shitty argument yeah. i think you've got to be crazy to leave if you're so far in and you you've you've done so much with them that meant so much to you just what drop and leave it are you kidding me that i think you've got to be a psychopath to be able to do that yeah well i was looking at my records the other day for um tithing paid you can go on lds.org and on the member tools section someone told me and i thought oh, i'll go have a look and you can get all your statements going back years and uh it's infuriating so i'm I'm not leaving it alone i've paid i've paid i've paid to be able to piss them on yeah basically <laughs> and, but this one's awesome um so We've got President Nelson there in his um, temple robes, which for anyone who's not been through the temple, if you're seeing that for the first time, sorry, it is. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the prattish look that you'll have when you go through the temple. And that, that elastic around the hat used to itch so much. Ah, and then you get that red band when you yeah, came when out, you, out. It, you know, when you got undressed. The halo. Yeah. Yeah, and and they don't have the uh, the little tie anymore. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they've taken the plastic out of the hat. Oh, have they? So how yeah. how does the hat stand then? Is it floppy now? It's just floppy. You know, we've oh. we've, we've lost that. Um, so there's this. I was always taught that the the tie there between the head was from the Godhead, and it was revelation to the apostles, um, <laughs> who were the the ribbons on the shoulder. And uh, and I, I said to my dad, well, there's no tie anymore. What what about revelation? There's no revelation anymore. And, uh, <laughs> it's full of shit, isn't it? Yeah. I love those. I love those kind of reading in between the lines. Um, <laughs> yeah. Reading beyond the mark, is it? <laughs> but, but this one touches on um, some breaking news that kind of hit the Mormon sphere or the ex-Mormon sphere earlier this year but it was it was um a really old kind of bit of news i'd seen it a few years ago but i hadn't 
I wasn't really into the ex-Mormon stuff quite as much. But it was um, from the frequently asked questions still on the church news site um, saying, do Mormons get their own planet? And it, it says no. And then goes on to say it was a caricature of whatever. Um, so you've put here, um, to bollocks, we said you could have your own planet. We're not some weirdo shitbag cult, you know. <laughs> but I think a lot of people who grew up like we did, were taught you know maybe not expressly in the manuals in, in fact no i'm gonna say that if if i had to sit down and come up with something that said i would be given an, my own planet through exaltation i could come up with it from a manual I was, I was taught that i would be the creator of planets and um spirit children um if if I create it, surely it's mine. Um, so whether whether owning your own planet is a caricature of uh, an expression of creating your own planet or not, it's it's bloody the same thing. It's just been turned into a headline in the sun. That's all. But for for them to deny it, it's all about it's it. This is it's the the church is on a mission now to be mainstream. This, that's all this is about. That everything they're doing is about. We need to be seen as Christians. We need to be part of the mainstream Christian community. And so they're just getting rid of the 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 kind of jagged bits on the edges that actually makes Mormonism cool and fun. Um, yeah. They're just homogenizing it all, and it's all Unique. dull and boring now. Yeah, I think that they're going like most like political parties, aren't they? They're all coming yeah. from the left and the right. Yeah. To the center. yeah. So there's not that much difference between them. But for their hardcore members, they've still got a few bits on the peripheries yeah. that kind of allows them to still believe. Yeah. Um, and all all their growths in, in Africa, isn't it? So they don't need to have these um, weird ass beliefs. They can just be mainstream Christian. And as long as you can give, help them get an education and stuff like that, they'll be. There'll be massive growth in Africa for them. Yeah. Well, when I was looking at, um, I posted a little while ago, the kind of chart, the organogram of all the uh, different um, sects of Mormonism. And when you look at some of them, they're like churches in Africa where the church went out there pre um, the priesthood ban being abolished. Um, and there weren't enough white brethren to sustain the wards. So the church went there, couldn't sustain it and kind of backed off a bit. But the teaching was there. So yeah. some African brethren continued these wards. And now they're their own churches, the Church of Jesus Christ, like Nigeria. Yeah. And stuff. So they've, they've still got all the teachings. <laughs> and they've just kind of shaped them around their Christian, African Christian identity um yeah. which was interesting i think but, that's way cooler yeah <laughs> i mean um another one here so uh joseph smith um who's he pictured with um what's the guy uh, um um martin harris it's martin harris but it, who who was the the one that said um it's not it's it's a, a shitty text it's not real I've forgotten is the, the one that they went to to prove 
that it was it was legit uh, reform oh, Adam I remember his name anywhere in the comments not Signy Rigdon Wendy um it was the guy um you had to travel to go see him. was it Signy that went to see him or is it I can't remember Charles Anthon thank you Julian yes Charles Anthon there we go um, yeah. Julian Heath popping up there yeah um, well done yeah so yeah they went to see, see him didn't they and and then yeah. there's some did they say that he gave them some sort of proof um, that it was right and then retracted it? But yeah. I just think it's funny. When you do actually look at some of the symbols that they um, profess to uh, or call Reformed Egyptian, which, by the way, is not a language anywhere in the world. <laughs> like They've not found this anywhere, only in what Joseph Smith wrote down. Um, the fuck, it's an upside down B, um, <laughs> Professor Anthon. Um, and then Joseph, it's reformed Egyptian, you bearded twat. Um, I think that's fantastic because some of them do just look like upside down letters or backwards letters, yeah, don't it's they? Mental, isn't it? It's, I mean, he, he's got some balls, Joseph, hasn't he? He really has. When, when you look at what he's done, I mean, yeah. hats off to him. I, I, I can't help but admire him. Um, I mean, he was a lying, cheating, thieving bastard, but um, you've got to admire him for um, for all that he's, uh, he's achieved. Because, yeah, well, I'm yeah, he's, he's genius. He'd, he'd be the Donald Trump of today, yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, but in the comments, so we've uh, Doug tells us that Martin Harris was the one to take it, and Sheila, um, that Professor Anthon gave him a certificate of authentication and tore it up, is the account. Yeah. Um, but you have to wonder why he tore it up. So maybe because he knew it was bullshit. Okay, another one of Brother Joe here, um, smoking his cigar. I like, cigar. I like, I like to think of... Joseph Smith as a bit of a gangster. You know <laughs> what? He, he was though, wasn't he? Yeah. He got his Danites and yeah. he, he's enforced. He's a mafia boss, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think the guy's a total prick. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But if, if you looked at it from a non-religious perspective and listed his worldly achievements and the... Uh, you know, being able to just splurge everyone's money in a banking fraud and having all the women that you wanted and, and founding cities and different things like that, you could almost hold him up, up as some sort of lovable rogue. But the yeah. fact that he did it all, um, you know, in the name of religion and it's impacted us so far down the line, um, it seems like, yeah, he was a bit of a bit of a knob end. Uh, yeah, I, I, but again, I just, I, I could see him in a, in a Shane, if he did a Shane Ritchie, Joseph Smith movie, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. You know what, though, the best thing would be, because it would be like um, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, yeah. you know, I'm sure if we if we thought about it, we could come up, we could come up with something. Feed him to the pigs, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> long cock and two wives called carols <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah like and the the members would eat it up because they'd see it coming out and then they'd not watch it because 
they tell them not to watch it. And then they tell everyone that it's really bad. And people say, but have you watched it? And they'd be like, no, but I know it's really bad. <laughs> uh, and it tells lies. Um, so, but you've put there. So then I said, oh, come on. If you don't do it, an angel said, he'll fuck me up with his flaming sword. So she did. Um, can you tell us what that was I'm laughing to? at my own joke. But just... <laughs> Long cock and two, two wives called Carol. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, you, you need you need to do a, a Mormon mad of that, <laughs> like, like a, a a movie cover. <laughs> long long cock and two smoking uh, two uh, two wives called Carol by uh, Shane Ritchie. Oh no, awesome, oh, great! Um, but yeah, that's the. Angel with a flaming sword that forced him to marry children. Um, so he, he was, uh, yeah. I, I just the, the lies to the see. I mean, actually, so, sometimes I, I feel bad. I mean, you're going to show one later where I actually thought, oh, should I post this actually because he probably raped girls. Um, but the, there's a there's a really nasty undertone. There's a darkness to to that whole era with with polygamy. Well, yeah. polygamy as a whole, there's a real darkness to it. And it's actually really sad. But I suppose to the point of if you if you don't laugh, you cry. Um, because it is truly horrendous what what those old boys got up to. Yeah, I think Sheila says here, Joseph Smith turned good living women into whores. They passed these women around. Um, so yeah, it's it's yeah. I think the sad thing was that in most cases, I know in some cases, um, the parents of the uh, child weren't there and different things like the sisters that he adopted and and different things like that. But a lot of the time the parents were there and kind of allowed it to happen because he was a prophet of God. Because they in, thought their eternal lives depended on it. They were somehow yeah. going to be connected in the eternities to a prophet and therefore be exalted. I mean, it was just just wrong on every level, wasn't it? I think this is the one you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't... Even for me, I thought, is there a line, Baz? Is there a line? Let's find out. Well, I think um, what you've done here is you've taken two very Mormon things Uh, one from you know the 1800s and one from the 2000s and kind of put them together in what is a very uh good good kind of um it's not good but it's a bit clever um so we've got joseph there in some state of arousal Um, i always i always thought it'd be better to have joseph with a dad bod as well yeah even though they they say he was ripped, don't they? Yeah. He was, he was yeah. this this fine figure of a man. Um, so... I based him on Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see it, but it's it's unmistakably him, which I think is amazing. Uh, <laughs> um... It just so so when, when did, it was just like what would make me laugh, and it was like oh Joseph with a cum face. <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna make me laugh. But yeah. <laughs> okay. So okay, Fanny. Remember, as long as we don't move, it doesn't count. Ooh, ah, ah, fuck. 
So he clearly didn't have a third there to jump up and down on the bed next <laughs> he to He didn't need it. He didn't. And, um, um, so that's referencing, obviously, Joseph's scrape with Fanny Alger, who um, the 17-year-old the housemaid. Um, and I don't know, he could be saying there that if they don't move, um, Emma's like a bit of a dinosaur and she won't see them if they're not moving. Yeah. Um, but it, it works on a lot of levels. Um, but yeah, with with the the Provo soak and the the Provo jump, um... I see. I didn't even know if it was true. I was like, this can't be. This 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 has got to be just folklore. These people cannot be doing this. Surely, no, they are, mate. Uh, like, but... li- literally, it's not even a new thing. It just it's another one of them things that has just all of a sudden caught the attention of the media outside of mormonism yeah so then it's it's gone like wildfire through um the the uh, whole world as such but yeah there's so many um for anyone that's in utah um because i know we've got a few people watching from across the pond um there are different things to do with armpits other holes and there's there's all these different ways to get around the law of chastity and i think again it's what the church has created themselves it's the monster that they have they, they have built um, yeah. i think i said it a couple of weeks ago if you get enough eagle scouts together who want to break the law of chastity they will come up with very ingenious ways to do it um, they're always prepared aren't they yeah you know, and, and, and that's what they've done. They put all these young men through scouts and said, how do you get around that law? Well, let's read the letter of the law. Oh, never said anything about not moving. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's absolute. And, and no, um, <laughs> no biology or science goes into it <laughs> at all. No. It's just from this religious framework. It just boggles. It boggles my head. And again, just reaffirms that we're all in a cult. Yeah, and and uh, it's it's so. Um... I got I got a really good reply from somebody on on this one. Do you okay. mind if I read it to you? Go for it. So some people get really offended at what I put, which is perfectly acceptable to be offended at these posts. I'm not bothered um, that people get offended. Um, but it makes me laugh when people send me messages like this. Hey, I recently saw your post about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, not Mormon. I just wanted to let you know that I forgive you for the things you're saying about God's <laughs> restored church. But forgiveness from me won't matter. Our words will condemn us. But I know that God provided a way for us to repent and change. I do not wish to argue with you at all. I just wanted you to know that you're loved. Whatever happened to you while you were a member, I hope you know that there's something you're missing. I don't know what it is, but you but you do, and so does God. I would encourage you to look to God to solve problems and not make hurtful, offensive, and so immoral pictures about the church. If you're at least still a Christian, then know that what you're doing is not Christ-like. It is the opposite of being a good man or woman. You know you're wrong. And the voice inside your heart is still there telling you that. I care about 
I care about you and hope that you'll change. God bless you, brother or sister. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> did did you actually know this person? No. So <laughs> I know you and I care them. about you. Yeah. And so I just put, um, you're too kind. Thank you for not being all, all judgmental or self-righteous. You seem to know me better than I know myself. I'm sure that must be the spirit guiding you. You must be a very righteous individual. You're right. There is something missing in me. I think it's called not giving a shit what you think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Brilliant. No, that, that's the good one. Um, and But it's the classic um, rebuke with love. Yeah. Um, is, and, is, and this uh, whole kind of I'm right, you're wrong, where we, we've got the truth. It just... It, it, it just infuriates me that, again, going back to where we started with this living in the grey, you you can't you can't truthfully live in the grey when the church is telling you we have got revelation um, uh, from through the prophets and we are the only true church because you get assholes like that and I feel sorry for him. I don't. He's not an asshole because he was born an asshole. He's an asshole because of Mormonism and. It's not his fault, and so we should feel sorrow, sorry for our souls like that. Um, but um, at the same time, they need to be called out. Yeah, and I'm just impressed how many times you said our soul in uh, 30 seconds. <laughs> that, was, that was fantastic. And if he's ever seen like more than just this one, because you've got loads of them, I but know. more than just this one, how can he even think that you're a Christian? Because he must think Christians are like Satan worshippers or something. Because... Well, because they're not the right Christians, are they? So they get, get up to all kinds of things that are other Christians. You know what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think this is this is the last one. Um, uh, this one, this one, kind of it had, um, I guess thingy or oh, some reference or not nemo did a temple recommend interview with joseph smith Nemo actually got the idea for that from this apparently okay oh yeah well, so that's what he told me yeah he said that he saw this it made him laugh so he thought oh, i'm gonna do something on that you want so to charge was... him um royalties on all of his youtube views for that yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. no i think he inspired somebody i think i i think he was probably the only person i inspired with this post but... yeah i think this was a good one um because the thing was there was no one that could hold joseph to account he literally yeah crowned himself king of the world um with the council of 50 and there was no living person who could hold him to account. And anyone that tried to either got excommunicated or he kind of came up with another level of bullshit. Well, what did uh, he ordain himself as? The president of the world or something? I can't remember. Yeah, that yeah. King, king so, of the world. It just just some, like, yep, yeah, I, I am at the top of the pile. You cannot question me. He even said that he was better than Jesus because... Jesus's followers killed him in the end. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, if the man's not a prophet, <laughs> he is now because yeah. I hate to tell you, Joe, but they, your followers killed you in the end. 
Uh, I think I think this came from I can't remember at the time. I think there was a lot of a lot of stuff going around about temple temple recommends or something they're changing or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember what what inspired this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just remember thinking, wouldn't it be great if if you could actually hold Joseph to account if if he had to do a, a temp? Would he be able to pass a temple recommend interview? Um, with well, think- all the shit is pulled. We'll just reference a couple of bits you put there. So, fuck me sideways, Joseph. I think if you asked him nicely, he would. <laughs> um, so, so it says. So that's no to the word of wisdom. So uh, it's it's well known that Joseph Smith uh, had a glass of wine and different things. You know that that they didn't keep the word of wisdom. Oh yeah, yeah. As we do that. these days. Um, no to being honest in your dealings with your fellow men. Well, that would be not just the bullshit lies, but you can go back to the banking fraud. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the love of God, please tell me you keep the law of chastity. Um, and the law of chastity, as Joseph Smith taught it, he yeah, he didn't. Even the law of polygamy, as Joseph Smith taught it, <laughs> yeah. he didn't stick by it. So, um, so yeah, he, I, I very much doubt he would get a temple recommend. I mean, he's got no chance. Here. I mean, he's no chance of, uh, of of getting to the celestial kingdom, Joseph, has he really? You know what? If we go there and he's there and I'm not allowed in, I'm going to be lodging a complaint. Absolutely. Because, yeah. He... Yeah, it needs to be fair, this stuff. You know? know? Not supposed to be fair, isn't it? I'd just say, look, put his life up on that screen. Put mine up on that. Let's go yeah. for it. We'll keep score. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, Mormon mad, absolutely nuts. Um, and again, there's quite a few um, of these wonderful uh, images and uh, quips that you've put together. So anyone that wants to look over them, head to in- Instagram, um, either find Mormon mad or um, take a look at uh, the hyperlink just down below. So we we come from Mormon mad. And we're going to now shift to the side and um, to a story that you shared um, with us here at Priest of Dispatchers from your mission. Oh, yeah. um, and the story is called Jesus in the Fridge. Uh, the full text of the story can be found on the Priest of Dispatchers website. There's a link below. Um, but we're going to get now from the mouth of um, the missionary himself what happened with the Jesus in the fridge story. Uh, I, I would recommend reading it because um, I, I, I won't do it justice remembering it off the cuff, but um, essentially we was in the middle of nowhere, Ontario. Um, my companion and I were pretty bored. There was um, uh, not, not much to do. So we decided to look in the area book came across a family that we didn't know and it just had a note next to it saying something like we are dad um so we gave him a we we we, we um i can't remember if we gave him a call if we just drove out there to be honest but we got there it was dark again it took about 45 minutes to get there um knocked on the door they were really pleased to see us which we were surprised at um and um, they took us into the living room. And I'll always remember the time frame because um, that movie with Will Smith 
had just come out. Um, the one, oh, Frig, I've, I've forgotten what it, the movie's called. Um, um, the the one where he's um, enemy of the state. What was that? Enemy of the state. Enemy of the state. That's it. Yeah, enemy of the state with the mobile phone stuff and um, Gene Hackman and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so so that that's on. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this. I want to watch this. So I'm half watching that, half listening to my companion give a spiritual thought, um, and um, and then the father of, of the house, the, the weird dad, um, asks us to join him in the kitchen away from the, the rest of the family, which we thought was a bit odd, but um, we went into the to the kitchen with him and, and he, he, he sat us down and we start talking and this is where he, the weird dad um, note kind of starts to make sense, but doesn't do go anywhere close to describing how batshit crazy he was. Um, and... Um, he starts telling us that the church is in apostasy, um, that he just met spent the resurrected Spencer W. Kimball, um, and that because the church was in apostasy, Alan, the dad, was now responsible to bring the church in line. Um, and to prove it, to prove to us that this happened, he did two things. Um, first, he told us about seeing Jesus Christ and and the second thing he did was take us into his basement I'll tell you about the the story of Jesus first as as he opened the top half of his fridge he had a revelation and a vision and saw Jesus but not the full Jesus just the torso the top half of Jesus on the cross and he astutely kind of um, recognized that he was in a lot of pain and this was a miracle to him that Jesus was in his fridge. But to 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 make matters even more spectacular, his friend who lives 50 miles or so down the road, um, along the road, uh, saw Jesus as well in his fridge, but in the lower half of his fridge, so that when he opened his, his bottom half of the fridge, he saw the legs of Jesus on, on the cross. And uh, and and this was supposed to, you know, tell us that I'm a serious man. I've had visions. Um, trust me, uh, I'm a man of uh, I'm a man of God. And my my uh, my companion was nudging me to 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 go. Let's just leave. And I'm going. Are you kidding me? This is gold. We're staying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it, and then he said, but I've got something to show you down in my basement. Um, it's how I communicate with the other world. Um, uh, and um, would you like to see it? And I'm like, shit, yeah, I want to see it. Um, so we, we go down, we go down to his basement. And I suppose um, uh, it probably of wiser missionaries would have uh, thought twice about this, but I was already thinking about my homecoming talk. Um, so we, we go down um and in the corner uh, of the room is this bed that looks a bit like a, a doctor's examination table, um, but comfier. And he goes, there it is, my urine and thumbing. Uh, I'm like, you're what? And he's like, yeah, this this is the thing. I've sold. It's all patented. I've sold it. We I've sold six so far. 
Um, oh my gosh! And it 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 will take you into a, a trance, into another world, and you'll be able to communicate with gods and become a god yourself. And I'm like, can I have a go? And he's like, would you? I'm like, nobody else has asked. I'm like, haven't they? Really? I want to go. Come on. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so I I go over to the other corner of the room. He tells me what to do. I lay it down. Close your eyes. Heavy breathing. Um. And the bed will rotate just like this. I make this noise, and so as I'm, I'm as I'm on the bed and it's rotating and and um, it's really comfortable, extremely comfortable. I can just hear my companion and him talking about like the great philosophers of the world, and I'm like, I'm really glad I'm not in that conversation, and I'm just drifting off to sleep. And and then, um, what seems to be maybe ten minutes later. Um, he's over my over me over my face turned turned off. He's going. So what 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 did you think? What did you think? And the the reality is, um, I fell asleep um, because you know you're a missionary and you're knackered from reading. Um, uh, you know, trying to learn French, doing push-ups, reading the Book of Mormon at six thirty in the morning. I'm knackered and I've I've fallen asleep on on on, on this bed. And I really wanted to, um, I really wanted to tell him um, what I thought, but then I remembered I was in his basement in the yeah. middle of nowhere. You got to get away, <laughs> and I was laid down. <laughs> so I thought, I best not at this stage. At least let me get upstairs before I tell him the truth. <laughs> and um, uh, we got upstairs, and. Um, my companion just wanted to go, go, but me being like just stupid and and stuff, called him to repentance, and um, and then um, he never invited us back, and, and my companion got really mad at me for calling him to repentance. I'm like, oh you God. really seriously want to go back there? Oh, we could have, we could have saved him. We could have saved him. I'm like. Whatever. I mean, I shouldn't have called anybody to repentance. It was me. <laughs> who, who was I? Um, but as a young kind of missionary, thinking I knew it all, uh, having this brilliant experience, and then realizing that the guy's just an absolute nutter. Yeah. Anyway, it was a. It was one of the funner stories. Uh, my, my mission was full of kind of stupidness and, and fun, and and that yeah. was one of the better ones. And I think that's that's probably how he sold six of them. He got guys in his basement. And they like, <laughs> yeah. paid out of fear just to get yeah. out of the property. Yeah. And they've probably got these beds just in the garage or whatever. And when someone comes in to look at something, they're like, oh, what, what's with the bed? And these guys kind of cower and they're like, this is a really bad time in my life. <laughs> uh, well, honestly, the bed was really comfortable. It, 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 I'd have bought one just to be able to sleep. Well, the, the thing is as well, which person in their right mind sees the torso of a dead person in their fridge and doesn't like panic about well do you know it gets a bit darker because the, his friend that saw the bottom half of jesus i can't remember all the details so so forgive me but um i found out a few months later that he'd gone to salt lake and murdered a load of kids wow um, and yeah he's uh he's, Still serving, he's still in prison, obviously. But um, yeah, create batshit crazy stories that we were all laughing at. And you go, actually, there's. We, yeah. I don't know if he was a psycho, but his friend certainly was. Yeah, there's no, there's no jokes to be had there.
No. <laughs> no, no, it's gone. Okay. Sorry. Awesome. So that was Jesus in the fridge. Um, and like Barry said, um, go and read it. And and what is awesome about Gar- uh, Barry's story is Barry wrote it. It's um, I've not changed any of it. It's uh, it's Barry's creation. Um, so yeah, go and read it on the website and share it with everyone. And and if you do have any questions about it, go to Mormon Mad and uh, email him there. Um, and absolutely, I'm sure he can tell you more about it. Um, so that that kind of brings us to an end of this evening's um festivities um we've got the uk rescue to look forward to on halloween of all weekends um so everyone's going to have gone to trunk and tree and celebrated like dead people and ghouls and everything on the saturday friday evening and then on sunday we're going to be treated to more nearly deads on the stand um (laughs) to tell us more crazy cultish stuff um but yes thank you barry um for just being you for mormon mad for bringing that into our world because i think it is needed and and i think this this whole thing when it comes to whether it's arguing about the doctrine or whatever just being able to take the piss and laugh about it is therapeutic and uh absolutely needed let's not be Let's not be too serious um, with ourselves because I think that's how that's how we've ended up where we are. Everyone just took Joseph too seriously um, when he was started just kind of as a kid lying about wanking in the woods. Um, so yeah. on that note. Yeah, absolutely. No, thanks for having me, man. <laughs> no, awesome. Um, thanks for everyone in the chat. I've had a really active chat um, this episode and uh, I think they've had some some good conversations on the side of what we've been talking about as well. Yeah, that's um, cool. I've been trying to keep track of it, but I, I, I couldn't know all of them. But yeah, that's yeah, cool. it's been flying, flying past. Um, I think uh, a good one from Doug just a minute ago. A guy, a guy in my mission said he saw Jesus standing on his tractor. Um, so awesome. Doug. I, I've seen I, Jesus in my cereal. You know, really? Yeah. Or like your in the cookie, as the Americans would call it, grilled cheese. Yeah. Um, just quickly, if anyone knows what that phenomenon is, they call it. They say about like seeing shapes in clouds and stuff, don't they? That your mind kind of rearranges things into certain shapes. Yeah. There's an actual scientific thing, but yeah, yeah, too yeah. serious for for this conversation. Um, announcements in true Mormon form. Um, next week there won't be an after dinner chat because I'm going on holiday. Well, nice Day for me. Well um, getting a flight from North Kolob to South Kolob, where it is summer. Um, and yeah, after that, we look forward to the rescue. Coming up in January, we've got Thrive UK on the 22nd of January. Um, anyone in the UK or Europe or just close, that'll be in Bristol. Good train links, good flight links, and it'll be a good piss up. Um and it's $25 um, with a good lunch included. So I think in UK, it's about 18 quid. Um, so, Is that yeah. bad? And th- there are, are limited you? spaces there. I'm on the committee. 
um, along with uh, Nemo and a few others, um, Sean, Catherine, David, and Lee. Um, but yeah, it'd be really good. The 22nd of January, 2022. And that's the World Thrive Day as well. Um, so we'll be having a talk from John DeLynn and RFM uh, with a Q&A um, after. So awesome. But for this evening, in the words of, what was the guy? Jim Carrey lived in that bubble. That movie. Oh, um, Truman. Yeah, I fucked up the line now. You have, haven't you? Yeah. The whole well, thing, but I yeah, think. no. He says something like "Good afternoon, good morning, good afternoon, and good night." Piss off. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. See you later, man. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>